Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Hello there. It's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, Five. Six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Few movies can say they have monkey guts, French John Voigt, and a 40-foot-long fucking snake. This movie is one of them. We saw Anaconda, so you know what that means. Sheer, and I am joined as always by my two co hosts. Please welcome June Diane Raphael and Jason Manzukas. We have a we have a very Screw you, Brooklyn! <laughs> we have a very special guest today joining us to talk about Anaconda, the hilariously funny Michael Ian Black! Careful. You okay, oh. babe? Yeah, I'd just like to make an entrance okay. uh, for my people. The people of Brooklyn, New York, where I now, live. You are from. You do not. You, you are from Connecticut, correct? <laughs> I was speaking very loosely when I said I live very in Brooklyn. Very loosely. <laughs> well, the year was 1997, and a little snake came out of the theater. Anaconda. I have never seen this movie uh, until right before this show. Holy shit! It's per- pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. And by fantastic, I mean this fucking movie is horrible. 
really want you to go take everything you know about snakes, forget that, and replace it with a bunch of bullshit about snakes, and, and keep to that. That's what we're doing. Uh, first of all, everything was totally accurate. No, <laughs> I am a snake I am scientist, a, I am a herpetologist. So I know a what? herpetologist. So that's somebody who studies herpes? Yes. Boom! Nailed it. Boom! Boom! <laughs> I'm exhausted just from doing that. They make, in the beginning of the movie, there's yes. a crawl yes. that <laughs> says these snakes exist, they grow to be 40 feet, and then they say, and once in a while, they throw up the thing that they eat so that they can eat it again. Yes. Yeah. And that was that's the line. It's like they just made that up because anacondas don't kill people. I did that kind of research before the show. I wanted to make well, sure I was Also, with that, Wait a minute. by when that you logic, you would assume that you could actually survive an anaconda attack. Well, no, the, the acid, the stomach acid. Oh, that's what kills you. I would imagine. I didn't do that much research. I mean, but. if you are if you are being di I mean, I think the reality is you could be alive in the anaconda's stomach as it slowly digests you. Well, because John Voight came, came out Wait, of that spoiler, scene. Wait, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Do not wreck Sorry. the what ending. What are you doing? Forget what you Sorry. just heard. John Voight may make it through the movie. Did, did anybody else, and this is also vaguely spoilery, spend the entire movie waiting for John Voight to drop the accent and be like, my real name's Mike Smith. I'm from Chicago. I've been impersonating this other guy to make you guys trust me, even though I'm the least trustworthy person in America. Everybody knows that, especially Angelina Jolie, my daughter. He never does. Spoilers, he never does. By the He's way, supposed his, to be his foreign. His accent is the best thing about Doesn't this. Doesn't he say he, from Uruguay or something? He's a French Robert De Niro. Because he's got that, like, yeah. He's always like, he's like got this like permanent like, I'm a French guy, I'm a French guy. Is he talking French, French to me? No, he's yeah. South American. He's, he's South, South American. American. Okay, I thought he was he French. He says he's from Uruguay or something. Yes. <laughs> Uruguay by way of New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, except that Marcel, who's the Marcel? What's the guy's name who's the boat captain? Mateo. Mateo, who Mateo, I'm assuming who was also South American, says merde at one point, which is shit yeah. in French. I thought he was I playing French. I was like, French. what the fuck is happening? Who are these people? Where are they from? Mateo, by the way, looks like a cast member of that Showtime show Gigolos. Um, well, I have terrible news. He, the actor who played Mateo, is a cast member of the TV show Gigolos. <laughs> Mateo, and this is also spoiler alert, spends the film glistening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about this opening. The opening of the movie has like um, the same way like Scream has Drew Barrymore get killed at the beginning. Like there's a kill, but it's not a main character. And the the person to kill is Danny Trejo. But he was yeah. dubbed, right? Like because Danny Trejo that was not Danny Trejo's voice because it was like a light. Print. Does he say bit. anything? Yeah, he's like he's... oh oh oh. But it's like that's but Danny Trejo does not have that you like. Think, no, you he... think they dubbed? Yes, oh oh yes, oh. No, Jason. Absolutely. His voice is five octaves higher yeah. than Danny Trejo. And we met Danny Trejo on this show. <laughs> His For voice real. is deep. Well, what people don't know about Danny uh, Trejo is he's also a castrato. Oh, you see that? I didn't know that. No, I didn't know You're that. Not spreading. That is an apocryphal story. <laughs> um, so, you oh, know, we also learned that, oh, well, whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I want to know what we learned. What did we learn? I was going to say, what we learned 
later when oh. Danny Trejo is killed. Yeah. I, I was gonna go. I was gonna jump ahead, but I think you were setting up the movie, so I was gonna let you set up yeah, the movie. Okay. But that, we'll get to it later. But that Danny Trejo, Mateo, and John Voight are all bros from back before. <laughs> Because True. in his solo weird place that the snake kills him, Treo has cl- has pinned up a newsprint clipping of the three of them together. Now he's like he's like, oh man, remember when I was in the newspaper? I'm gonna put that up. In By a the way, shack filled with my own feces. Technically not a spoiler because he they do pan across that newspaper thing in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. So you can kind of see, oh, he, these guys are into bad business. Um, until now, I didn't realize the third guy in that picture was Mateo. I had no oh, idea. I didn't know that either. Didn't know that. <laughs> it was. It was Mateo. It was the three guys. How did you even like the movie then? <laughs> Wait. So you're you're telling me that Mateo was in on the whole thing? No, oh, of course. No, no, not in on the whole you guys, thing. I didn't know that. But when Mateo, when John Voight comes on board, oh wait, maybe Mateo is in on the whole thing. Wait, of course he is. Of I course didn't know he that. is. I knew that John Voight and Mateo were oh. in it together. I just didn't know. Oh. Yes. Because oh. when he gets on board, when he gets on board, Mateo's like. They get to do a little, like, a little eye thing. Like, we both are terrible people. What I thought was happening, this is a classic how did this get made logic argument. Uh, It's a sleepaway camp all over again. (laughs) I thought when they picked up John Voight, Mateo knew him. But just they, they had didn't have a pre-existing. That's what I thought. He knew him now, from around town. I thought and oh. then and then the newsprint town. thing, I was like, oh, he definitely knows him. But I never made the connection. This is all part of a larger plan. Yeah. But what's the fucking plan? <laughs> the plan is to capture a snake. Yeah. But Mateo has a boat. So why, why do they, can't need, they use why do they need the people? Right. Why do they need these extra people to go upriver? They were gonna sell the camera equipment to buy stuff? No. <laughs> like is it just human bait? Maybe because no, he, he killed a monkey for bait. Yeah. That's the jungle has nothing oh my but God. monkey bait. <laughs> Guys, when the snake threw up the monkey, I wrote this down: monkey vomit. <laughs> but it doesn't just like, what? It like it's Project, like, yeah. and the monkey is like, <laughs> and hits somebody in the face. It's like, it's like one of those monkeys that you get at a novelty shop where you pull back their arms and you can shoot them. It flies out at that force. And at first, it's like, what did he throw up? Because it looks like a little baby, and then it's realized no, a little no, hairy monkey. It's a fucking monkey. You guys, John Voight and Mateo must have wanted to film the capturing no. of an anaconda. There's no other reason. Do you think There's no other reason? That's do you Mateo's think at some boat. point? They were like, we want to do this movie, John Voight's in, Bob. And John Voight was like, you know what? I will only do it if I can play a South American character. <laughs> like, By the way... I think he's doing it quite he well. He killed it. Yeah. I think he killed it. I mean, I'm sorry. I think you are wrong. Well. He did not kill it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was literally horrible. I thought he was let's, pretty good. Let's have... Let's let, that let's might let, be the first literally of the night. If you're playing the How Did This Get Me a Drinking Game, drink when I say literally. <laughs> I will, uh, I will just, I will set up the movie and then you can be the judge of whether or not uh, John Voight kills it. Um, so the movie is actually, I find it very good because it lets you know, like the characters let you know their profession a lot and, and their names. So it's like, hey Barry, oh, I'm the DP. All right. And they, they, they basically, it's like, well, I'm the cameraman. Well, I'm the producer. Like they just, they meet. It's a, about a documentary film crew. Jennifer Lopez, this is her big chance to be a great documentary filmmaker. 
Uh, Ice Cube is her a cameraman who, when we first meet him, is looking through a okay. lens. Wait a second. But he's using a video camera the rest of the movie. Can I say the most insane thing, which is that Cube's first line... Right? Who? Anybody? Go. It's going to be a good day, which is an Ice Cube lyric. Which was amazing. I kept I, at some point be waiting for him to use an AK. Well, that's why he didn't bring the AK. Because it was a good day. It was he a good day. He didn't even need to use his AK. He didn't need to use it. I just about shit my pants oh, I was when excited. that happened. I was excited I for was that. like, that? And there was another one, too. What's the other song lyric in this? Somebody? Anybody? Welcome Home? to the jungle? Yes! Yes! <laughs> no, that's what it is! No! Yes, Owen Wilson! You know where you are? You're in the middle of the jungle. Yeah, well, that's... That's, that's not good. That's not close. That's pretty much. For a movie that that's takes pretty place close. In the jungle. That's pretty it. close. No. He he into it, that's pretty close. If he had said you're in the jungle, baby, then we could have gone like, um, all right. It's so crazy that they spend so much time introducing these characters when there's no, there's no, there are no cuts in this movie to other locations or places. There's no way we could get confused. They all stay together on a giant raft. Uh, in a way, time. I almost feel like this documentary crew is too big because Eric, Ro uh, Eric, uh, what's his name? Uh, Schultz. Eric Stoltz, thank you. The original oh, yeah, Marty McFly. Eric Stoltz is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Eric Stoltz is sort kind of. of like, he's kind of the guy who's doing the research, but then they got a guy in the front of the camera who's like the face. Whenever is there a Lopez. nature documentary where the British guy who does the voiceover is in front of the camera? I don't, I feel like I never see that. Richard Edinburgh's, is he in the middle of the shot being like, the giant snake finds its way? No. Did not do that. So they're, they're basically on a, they're on a houseboat going down the, uh, the river to make a documentary about a tribe that doesn't exist. They bump into John Voight. That's about all the plot you need to know until the fact that a giant snake comes into it. Um, should we just, uh, just to, to kind of let you guys see what John Voight does in this movie, um, this, is, uh, uh, this is a scene that I think kind of sums up John Voight here. Guys, um, try not to jerk off during this, because it's pretty fucking sexy. All right, here we go. What the hell is this? Anaconda skin. Is snakes up there this big? This skin is three or four years old. Whatever shed it has grown since then. But something like this has made a meal of our dear captain. What? Snakes don't eat people. Oh, they don't? Anacondas are a perfect killing machine. They have heat sensors. A warm body like Mateo's in the water. Wasn't hard to find. All hands. They strike, wrap around you, hold you tighter than your true love, and you get the privilege of hearing your bones break before the power of the embrace causes your veins to explode. Explode. He definitely just Amazing. said explode. <laughs> E-S-S-plode. Explode. He's Guns half Puerto your... Rican. I mean, that part doesn't come out until the sequel, but he was half yes. Puerto Rican. There are three sequels to this movie. See, here's what you don't understand Two of them are about... TV movies. Here's what you don't understand about his performance. He's, he's actually... He's a crazy person in the movie, but who's also, as that character, leaning into his craziness. Leaning into expressing his craziness. And I know you want to pull him back, Want, I, I want, ask you not to. I do. I want to rein in the voice. See, 
I think that's an amazing performance. He For killed it. Do you guys think what's it? Because Do you guys think he killed crazy. it? Do you guys think he didn't kill it? About 50-50. That's the kind of oh. debate that this movie can engender. You guys are idiots. Um, the snake, by the way, if you're familiar with the Universal Studios tour, looks less realistic than that giant Jaws that jumps out at your tram. Like, it looks, it looks fake. Like, it looks cheap and fake. Strongly disagree. <laughs> I like that, I like that the, <laughs> everything is basically like a comment section of a blog post. Well, strongly disagree. First. Best snake ever. Paul, if, First. You, if you'd yeah. ever spent any time Wait a second, we're, on the Amazon, mm -hmm. and if you'd actu ever actually come across the anaconda, <laughs> you would know that they sometimes look animatronic <laughs> as a way to lure oh, okay. unsuspecting hipsters into a false sense of irony. And they're that's when they strike. Their picture with it, or mm -hmm. right now, Michael Ian Black. Do they also make those noises that the snake made in the movie? Yes. Do they, do they at certain points say? <laughs> oh my God, that was terrifying. I would have not have been surprised if that snake at the end of the movie was like, "Eat human." <laughs> like it was, it was building to the snake talking. I felt, I felt that he made so much noise. Uh, that he Remember? was going to talk. It's parcel tongue. You guys know parcel tongue, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Harry Potter would have known what was they happening. They should have got Harry Potter on that boat. Oh, what's the snake's name? Nagini? Nagini was in this movie. That's Ugh. a deep Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Busted. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places, and I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great 
and make a little bit of money too, because we all need a little bit of money. And maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Texas Pete. Oh my gosh. I love Texas Pete. It is the hot sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. All right, Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold and balanced flavor. I've loved Texas Pete for years. When I got a box of their stuff at my house, I was so psyched because what I love about their hot sauce is their tanginess, okay? You can use it on anything, and you're going to try every flavor. I mean, you got the original, which is great. That's fermented peppers. It's a special blend. Then you got the hotter hot sauce, which is three times hotter than the original. And believe me, it is not for the faint of heart. Then you got Sabor by Texas Pete, which adds an authentic Mexican flavor. And I got to tell you, that might be my favorite next to their dust dry seasoning, which matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. It is so, so great. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. What I like about this movie, too, is they did not run out of shots of the boat driving on the river. Uh, I well, would but say... they have to establish, just in case you forgot, they're still on this same boat on this same river. I would argue that it might be the same shot all 35 times. Well, what I think is, I think they cut together the movie. The movie was 45 minutes long. And they were like, ay, 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 what are we going to do? They just said, put in a bunch of footage of the boat just on the river. More boat footage and more just John Voight leering at people. Oh, my God. Like, they That's just it. cut them like, why would you ever trust this guy? He never came on as a genial, like, happy fella. Guys, Owen Wilson is in this movie. I mean, we're like 20 minutes in, have not talked about the fact that Owen Wilson is in this movie. He is billed, a lot of the times in the reviews I read, as comic relief. I didn't see that element of his performance. S- strongly disagree. Yeah. Did you like it when I think one of his opening lines is like, man, the jungle makes me so horny. Yes. Yeah. That is, in fact, his opening line. Is it me or does the jungle make you really horny? And then she's like, come on, I'm trying to work. No, she then says, it makes me horny. Oh, yeah. No, she says, it's she the does? jungle, I think. Oh, okay. But she's basically saying, yeah, yeah. I want to fuck. Yeah. By the way, yeah, well, who we're talking about is Carrie Wurr, from old school remote control and Beastmaster, so she is well, just no What was her reason. role in the crew? She was the UPM, the like the line producer, right? What? No, was she, no, Owen, no Wilson Owen Wilson was, was sound. sound. Yeah, because she said at one point she's like, "Oh, I gotta produce this." Like, well, but here's the thing. But she does, she I'm, does go to get wild sound in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, with Owen Wilson, and they talk throughout the entire time yeah. of getting wild sound. Also, guys, keep in mind she did make a pretty nice salad. I don't remember that. Remember that? She makes, she goes, at one point she goes, I made a salad. That produces like a kitchen grade, like a beautiful big salad. And I was like, no fucking way you had all that. You're on like a death trap in the middle of the fucking river. There's no way you made that salad. It is the most low budge documentary 
like, and they're finding the, the people that was called like the tribe of the mist. It was like, it was so well, not well thought out. Um, the, f- the first killing uh, in real time happens in 44 minutes in when uh, Mateo uh, meets Poor Mateo. Poor, poor Mateo. sweet, oh. listening Mateo. Poor beautiful, beautiful, dumb Mateo. <laughs> Mateo gets killed or disappears. Like they're all within 20 feet of each other. And they all can see each other, and Mateo disappears, and they just assume he's lost. No one wants to admit that he was killed by this giant snake, which we've all seen at this point. Well, but they haven't seen they it. They haven't seen it. Didn't they the know it exists, though, at that yeah, point? Yeah, no, he's really, been telling them about it. they don't really it. believe that the snake exists. They're like, oh, Mateo, it's like, oh, he went out to go get something. He's probably at the store. <laughs> no, chances are, if you didn't see him anymore, he's dead. <laughs> But no one admits that Mateo is dead. John Voight, I feel like, pretty quickly sizes up the situation. Well, yes. Well, well he knows. He was in on it, apparently. Well, well yeah, because you know, you know he's, he's, making his, he's filling his crossbow arrows full of reptile tranquilizer. But wait, Jason, how did you know it was reptile tranquilizer? Well, Michael, I knew it was reptile tranquilizer because it was written in enormous letters on the clear glass bottle that he was taking it from. Oh. Hey, now, what's the difference between reptile tranquilizers and regular tranquilizers? Hey, Jude, don't ask so many questions. <laughs> it, 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 it tranquilizes the cold-blooded animals. Oh. Right? There is literally there is literally a line at one point in this movie like, well, what are we doing again? We're going down this river and we're gonna find this thing. Like they, they literally when, check in with a line just to reset the plot. How about when they're like, we gotta get out of here, blah blah blah. And John Voight's like, no, we're going after the snake. And Owen Wilson is like, yeah, guys, we gotta go after the snake because we gotta stick with him, blah blah. blah. And the entire time Owen Wilson is making this big speech, John Voight is just loading guns behind him. <laughs> He loads like three separate weapons in the background, just like. Now, meanwhile, John Voight didn't come on the boat with these weapons. He jumped on the boat from another boat, tackling Owen Wilson. Somehow, Owen Wilson got on top in that situation, even though John Voight jumped on him. Um, but he came weaponless, uh, without any gear, and he Wait, gets all. Wait, you guys, this- Mateo couldn't been, could not have been a part of it. Did anybody Why? else? Wait, 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 Mateo wait. could what? not have been a part of the master plan <laughs> wait because a second. they changed direction and they changed course after Mateo died. Well, that's when John... That's when John I mean, no, oh, but I think... Okay, go ahead. If Mateo was alive, they would have changed course. I think... But now that I think about right it... After. I think the plan was Mateo was going to get John Voight and then they together were going to go to Danny Trejo. Oh, Because right. the three of them are bros from the newspaper. And they had planned, well, basically, like, John Voight kind of lures uh, Owen Wilson. And he's like, we're going to capture the snake. You'll be a millionaire. But they never seem to have, like, a plan on, like, they, they run into the snake a, f- a ton of times. There's never really a trap until the end. But it seems like there's never a trap, like, Well, I think set. the master plan was to get there. Oh, Really? To get to that abandoned warehouse? Yeah. Wait, to get to, the, uh, to Trejo's warehouse or the, ab- the big abandoned warehouse? Big warehouse at the end. Oh, all right. Wait. Did anybody else notice? Let me ask you this. Mateo, we're unclear where Mateo is from, right? But let's assume that, the, that you're going to call someone chief in Spanish. What do you call them? Jefe, right? Does anybody know what Mateo calls everybody who he calls chief in this movie? Jefe. Jefe. <laughs> I thought about this. You did? I thought about this. What did you come up with? I was confounded by this. Mateo, and he's only really calling it to Eric Stoltz. He's calling Eric Stoltz Jeffe. And in my mind, it's because Eric Stoltz 
uh, is a stupid janky. And so he's mocking him by calling him Jeffe. I like that. I think it was a character choice. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) They do treat Mateo pretty bad. Like, J-Lo first meets Mateo, and she's like, do you understand me? And he's like, yeah. Mateo has no problem with the English language that we have seen. Like, he was never like, I don't under... He was crystal clear, ready to go. So I think maybe he wasn't on it to teach the way, Yankees for, a lesson. For a documentary filmmaker, J-Lo actively does not want to shoot real-life moments that are happening in front of her. And when they do shoot, they're getting a lot of people in the shot. They're not like, it's, they're also, shooting a movie. Oh, yes, that, and, and Cube is moving the camera a lot. He's like, like, left, right, left. It's like paranormal activity. It's like... Like, it is, the footage would and by be the way, it's useless. A video, it's a video camera. It is an old school, like, 1997, I bought it at Best Buy video camera. Like, if you're you saying that, to- I'm sorry, I have to, I have to disagree here. <laughs> There's clearly a shot. Now, I don't know if you switched cameras. Uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe he had a video camera at one point, but there's clearly a shot where he's wading through the river and he's got film canisters on the back of that <laughs> camera. I noted that. Yeah. Well, because because most, I'm in the business. Most filmmakers wear film canisters like people wear bullets in case they run out and they quickly have to like, boom, throw another <laughs> throw another reel of film in here. No, it's in the camera. It's a film camera. All oh. right, all right. Fuck you! (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of things to criticize this movie about. His choice of cameras and what I would love, I would love it. I would love it if there was an extra feature on this DVD, which was the footage that Ice Cube shot. If you could just watch that. It's the kind, it would be like way crazier crazy. than Blair Witch. Actually, when you It would be like, just like. Is it crazy to say that? It's crazy that. Uh, I was going to say, when you watch his footage, it's actually, are we there yet? <laughs> Boom! Taking Ice Cube to task. Um. Put him on the, how did this get made? Grudge list. <laughs> um, the, the, snake, the snake is attacking at certain points, and Ice Cube never runs for that camera. I would say that when the snake is attacking that boat, his camera is the last priority for Ice Cube. This documentary is not about the anaconda, Paul. It's about the people of the mist. People of the mist. So he does not want to get this action-packed footage. Like At one point, John Voight's like, don't you want to get a camera and get this? And he's like... She's like, no. oh, yeah, yeah, get that camera. <laughs> uh, Ice Cube also tries to attack. He gets up like a guy in a bar trying to fight the snake with a, with a little knife. He's like, hey, man, stab you with my little baby knife. And the snake quickly knocks it out of his hand, <laughs> sends his pen knife overboard. I wrote down this. I don't know if this is even worth We haven't about. talked about the snake cam. Like oh. the, snakes, like the snake POV. You? Yeah. Which was almost at times inseparable from wide shots. So there would be like a point of view camera of the snake. But it would tilt. It would get to a Dutch angle. And then there would just be a wide shot of the river and the boat. And I'd be like, is this the snake too? And then there's also inside the snake cam. Yeah. Yeah. I have that. I have that. um, 
We well, should explain I mean, how we get to that. Well, yeah. I mean, we can show it at the end. I mean, because it's kind of a big spoiler. But basically, <laughs> Which I mean, June has already spoiled. We'll get we'll get to it because I don't want I don't want to miss out on some great moments. Um, what? Well, well, basically now they're getting the vibe that John Voight is not so cool. Why? Because he's... Well, he's turning into a snake. <laughs> he literally is. I wrote that down. He is a snake. He's turning into a snake. Here is my proof of that with this scene, another great John Voight classic scene where you're going to continue to believe that he killed it. This is after Owen Wilson is killed and we see Owen Wilson's body um, inside the snake's body. And this is uh, Carrie Wurr comes to confront uh, John Voight. Here we go. Aren't you going to pray? Never look in the eyes of those you kill. They will haunt you forever. I know. Very loosely tied. He is a man tied to a pole who jumps straight up into the air and wraps his legs around another human being's body. I'm impressed. Voight got hops. (laughs) What is he saying to her at the end? Praying for her. You guys know it. I love this. You guys are the smartest crowd that we've ever had. You guys don't have to be fucking smug about it. Jeez. Hey, he's praying. Duh. He's a priest, asshole. Fuck you guys. I hate this show. Goodbye. Once they finally get rid of John Voight, um, like they, they shoot him with one of the reptile tranquilizers, and he falls in the water, and then there's the most poorly added ADR line, where it's just like Ice Cube off camera. He's like, Sam, the dart just fell out of his back. <laughs> just in case anyone had, because he's going to come back, of course. Because there's a lot of, because in my mind, I was like, oh, was, oh boy, where'd that dart go? <laughs> I'm thinking it. what everybody's thinking. Damn, that dart came out of his back. It's the best line. <laughs> um, man, there's so I, much- Oh, the other thing I thought at a certain point was because of what the movie is, going up a boat in search of something hopeless, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I felt like John Voight was doing Brando in Apocalypse Now. Like weird, because he was really kind of like, he got a little bit like yeah. this. He I, was Marlon De Niro I, in I, this. I th- yeah, I, I felt like he was, he was giving us a little bit of Brando Apocalypse Now. Um, also, his hair is insane. <laughs> do you think, it, Michael, do you think uh, it was a choice to make John Voight look snake-like? Because I was watching that clip, and I believe that his skin looks a little bit more snaky. The thing that you have to understand about Anaconda, Paul, yeah. is not that the Anaconda is the snake. Right. And it's not that John Voight is the snake. Got it. Mm. We are all the snake. I like oh, that. shit. There's like a little that. bit of Anaconda in all of us. And when you travel down that long river, when you shed your skin, Paul, your anaconda will be revealed. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Please. Is it true uh, about the anaconda that 
that my anaconda don't want none unless she got buns. Got buns, hun. Also, baby got back. I can't tell if you're being rhetorical now or not. <laughs> because I can answer that question for you. I would love an answer. Yes. It was rhetorical. We haven't really gotten into Jennifer Lopez at all. Do you find, June, did you find that Jennifer Lopez was a strong uh, a female leader in this film? <laughs> interesting that they didn't they basically had one of their leads asleep the entire movie <laughs> Eric Stoltz so, is asleep yeah right. so a lot fell on her shoulders he, I think unfairly I actually thought during the well, movie it wasn't like it wasn't well, like that happened by accident that no, was no but I had the thought during the movie I think they must have right before they started filming had some major scheduling problems with Eric Stoltz like geez, he couldn't be there for no, like no, most of on. the movie he was filming Mask no, 2 right which was yet to be really never released. But also shot by Ice Cube, so weird. <laughs> the point was that Jay Lo was an emerging star, and Eric Stoltz really hadn't done that much. Nobody wanted to see Eric Stoltz. We wanted to see Jay Lo. Yeah. We wanted to see her. What was weird emerge. is that they established a love story for them, and, and then, then he just went did. away. Well, I thought that was really well, by bizarre. The way, he also, I mean, the way he goes away is he goes down to fix the propeller of the boat, and he swallows some sort of bug that paralyzes Wasp. him. And they never, they never explain where that bug. Yes, like, they do. John Voight says he did it. Yeah. But he doesn't say how he. How did do you it. get that bug? Because he's bug wearing a respirator. There. I'll tell you. Respirator. I'll tell you how. Okay. <laughs> He stuck the bug in, a t in the tube that oh, went into the Oh, wow, the, the audience tank. agrees. Oh, Thank wow. you. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. He wait, stuck it a, in the scuba tube. I have a question. Why did all the girls in the audience be like, yes, 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 yes. June is right. So why don't you guys just shut the fuck up and listen to June? <laughs> that was racist. I want to say that I think Jennifer Lopez, of everybody in that movie, acquitted herself the best. I agree. In a no-win situation, she lost as little as anybody possibly could have. She got, I mean, she got her man, right? I mean, because Eric Stoltz does not die. I'm not even saying in story terms. Okay. I'm saying in career terms and no, credibility this, uh, terms. This blew her up. I mean, this is the movie. This is like Selena, Anaconda, and then boom. Mm -hmm. Made in Manhattan eventually. <laughs> but uh, Oh, thank God. But I mean, this is probably the movie that got her the, uh, the Out of Sight film. Probably. The, yeah, no. This is the next she's one right Selena after it. Did. She's tough in Anaconda, and she's credible. Yes. Because she comes from, as Ice Cube says, the SC, which I had to figure out what that was. <laughs> Santa Santa California? Yes. Santa Cruz? Uh, I thought it was Southern California. Oh, uh, yeah, that's think? what I thought, Southern California. Yeah. But I had to go through a lot of SCs before I got there. South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> I spent a little bit of time on Santa Claus, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I thought, did semester abroad at Santa Claus. But another thing that I don't think is, is really dwelt on at all in the movie is that Eric Stoltz, while he's awake, is an asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's a good dude. He's the biggest know-it-all, sanctimonious prick in the world who you feel like just wants to... Gave, gave Jennifer Lopez this opportunity just to fuck her. Not that he really has any interest in her as and an he artist. And he disrespects yeah. everybody. 
He's well, disrespectful. Well, Eric Stoltz and J Lo already they had J. had Lo. J Lo. They had had they had had a relationship before this. I thought they were in a relationship. Well, he says, I miss you. I think it's really you. complicated. They had like a, like a one-night stand that may have turned into like a two-night stand that then they haven't seen each other, but now he's excited because she's going to have a big break making this documentary. And they're going to get it back on in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but by the way, because oh, just like an anaconda, seriously? he also likes big butts. <laughs> God, God, that's pro- by the way, you don't want the anaconda to come after you? Give it J-Lo, because anacondas like big butts. <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot tells us so. Why put him to sleep the whole movie? I, I'm genuinely wondering. Because he knows everything. So because he's such a fucking sanctimonious know-it-all, if he's not asleep, everybody will be like, Eric, well, what should we do? And he'll tell them. I do, think- you think that Eric Stoltz, do you think that Eric Stoltz was reading the script and was like, okay, good, here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh my God, I think well, Eric then- Stoltz was thrilled when he read this if- script. Eric Stoltz gets to sleep for 70% of this movie. It really And then is- he has his comeback. He comes and saves the day. Eric yeah. Stoltz has a great... is pointless. It, like it, his character didn't even Completely need to exist. Pointless. No. Well, no, they just need more people on that boat so they could keep on getting killing people. Like it was, it was like that's why there's like three producers and like and then the host of the thing is different than Eric Stoltz because Eric Stoltz should be the host, but it's the British guy who drinks out of a chalice. Me? And that's how we know he's, he's drunk. Not- and plays. And he plays literally golf. drinks out of a chalice. Did it? Uh, maybe they felt like you know what? Oh, we've got Stoltz. Stoltz is in. He is so powerful and commanding a presence that John Voight would never be able to commandeer the boat if Stoltz was there, because Stoltz would obviously Rambo style just destroy John Voight. I I think I think it was more of a producer in Hollywood guy. We got this movie. It's called Anaconda. It's going to be great. And they just called everyone in town, and then they're like, Hey, we got twelve people said yes. They'll all be in the movie. You're the cameraman. You're the producer. You're another kind of producer. You're a host. You're the backstage host. You're the director. You're another producer. <laughs> they okay, just assigned it after they had... But if you're John Voight, why do you keep Eric Stoltz alive? Well, he could, well but he has, no, he has no need to kill him. I mean, that, that, I think that would interfere with the plan. If Eric Stoltz dies... Then they're going to turn the their, plan. Then, there, then some of well, don't know why now. murder. Then there has been a clear murder, exactly. and they would have to look into that. The plan is to capture the anaconda, but the boat that they have is not equipped to even carry. I mean, the anaconda. We haven't well, even talked the about the question. anaconda. The anaconda or defies the, all laws. Or Paul. It flies. It yeah. moves quicker than anything. It is not a, it's not, I mean, it's for the it, weight that it It's immune to fire, we find out yes. at the end. Yeah. I will go so far boat. as to say we're calling it an anaconda. An, an, anaconda. What? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Um, but I believe it's anaconda because there is more than one anaconda. We were talking movie. about this. We, 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 we benched this discussion backstage. Are there more than two? Because I think one is red, but they shoot one in the head. There's the green one they shoot in the head, and then there's the black one that's in the factory. Okay, so there are two. Now, they don't really make it clear, like, oh, there's another one. No, and is, the, is, is one of them, do we presume, the one that killed Trejo? Like, is there... Okay, know. this is what I thought, because this is where I started to go, whoa, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 stop the clock. Now, is... Okay, you know they're in the newspaper thing and they've got a big snake, right? Yeah. Is, are the anaconda seeking revenge like Jaws 4? That's what I thought. On 
Voight, Trejo, Mateo. But they, and these people are caught in the crossfire of, an, of a sentient? Well, the, the snake is definitely intelligent? sentient. The snake is no Diabolic snake. Snakes. Snakes in a river, guys. But the only Get these reason- motherfucking snakes out of my motherfucking river. The only reason why I would say the snake is not sentient is it doesn't often go after John Voight. It goes after a lot of other people. Like That's John, right. Yeah. It's not a revenge fantasy for the snake. Yeah. My, my question, which only arose at the end when they're at the Anaconda factory. Yes. Is they seem to be harvesting anacondas. Yes. yes so why do they need too. to capture a live anaconda when they're when they've got a they've got a breeding farm for anacondas? I don't know. I don't know who owns that anaconda farm. I don't know why. I don't understand a lot of it because for the majority of the movie, we are led to believe that this forty-foot-long anaconda is the thing. It's like it's almost like if you watched all of Jaws, they killed Jaws like at like hour and 10 minutes, like, oh, and then there's another Jaws. <laughs> no, it's not just that, they <laughs> kill Jaws, and then everybody's like, everybody be like, oh, phew, and then they go someplace else, and there's just another Jaws. That looks almost exactly like the other Jaws. And then, when they go to that place, there's a million tiny Jaws. <laughs> when you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you wanna find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Um, I want to show you guys, uh, we talked about it earlier. I want to show you guys uh, <laughs> what happens when a snake does kill somebody. Uh, just so you guys can see. This is one of my favorite kills. 
Um, there, we have two. I can maybe show them back to back. This is, uh, this is the kind of, I said the snake kind of defies logic. This is a great way to show you this. Here we go. To, the snake is so able to move and be dexterous. Like the guy jumps off a waterfall. We can we can pull up the screen. Uh, that we the, he jumps off a waterfall. That snake is able to get him, wrap him up, take him home. It's good. But the snake was just in the water a second ago. Yes. Now it it's climbed wrapped up on a tree like. 80 feet high. Yeah, that it got happens, up that tree very quickly. That happens a lot. The snake is like literally like snakes in this shot and then cut right here, snakes also here. Well, my thought is maybe there are just hundreds of these snakes or they're tree elevators uh, where the snake got on it. Or the grown. snake. One or the other. Or the snake is a teleporter. Ooh, I like, like that. Like the X-Man Nightcrawler. Well, the, snake, the snake definitely has beat sensors. Oh, I wanted to show this you one quick clip. Fucking nerds. Before you fucking nerds. You fucking nerds. Before you do, though, Paul. Yes, please. I'd like to point out that right after the scene uh, that you just paused, you see the giant tree being uprooted. Yes. That tree then falls on the boat. Yeah. As a result of the tree falling on the boat, Eric Stoltz wakes up. Out of his coma. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't. You see, a, a lot, lot of, of shit's been going down all right up until that point, but it's the tree sort of falling in, and, he, and, and you see, loud. it's loud enough. He kind of goes, "Oh shit, where am now, I?" Now, but isn't isn't that that famous statement? If a tree falls in the jungle, will Eric Stoltz hear it? That's where that, that, that statement where originates that from. Yeah. I wanted this is uh, this is not going to be visual for people who are listening, um, or is going to be visual. This is something. Just see if you notice. Well, I'm going to tell you what to notice. Great camera work here. They clearly did not have this shot, so they just ran it backwards. So watch the waterfall in this scene. It's apparently, it's very clear if you're looking at the waterfall. So take a look here. We're going to just dim it down. It's quick. All right, here we go. There it is. They just ran the footage backwards. No, Paul. That's not I'm what's happening. I'm sorry. That's I, not what's I, happening. Okay, no, hang on, hang on. No, it makes I sense. Think the that boat is in reverse, Paul. No, no, no. So this that guy's... explains it. No, no, no. This is easy. They're in, they're in South America. Oh. Water goes backwards. Uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. On the other side of the equator, things go in reverse. That makes sense. Like toilets in Australia. Well, I want to open it up to you Australia guys, the audience. So if you have questions about Anaconda we have not asked, I'm going to come down to you. So just raise your hand. And don't be too weird. Okay. All right, Hugh. All right, here in the Punisher shirt. Okay, we'll get to you. I won't hold, I'll hold on to the mic. What's your name? Your favorite color? Good question. Go. My name is Jared. My favorite color, color is purple. And did you guys not hear some Scarface in John Voight's performance? Or <laughs> was it Scarface inspired? That's yeah, the question. That, that could be an interesting one. Yeah. All right. You I like that. Us. I like that idea. All right. I like that idea. You don't think skates snigsy people? Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Say right. hello to my little snake. snake. All right, what's your, what's your question? My question is, who were they going to sell the snake to for millions? Such a good question. That is a good question. They actually, they actually do say it on the DVD extras. Michael they were going to sell it to the producers. They were going to sell it to the producers of Anaconda to have a more realistic looking snake for their movie. By the way, one thing we did before the question, one thing we didn't talk about is when J Lo goes into John Voight's dressing area. 
Okay, that's an amazing scene. I know we have to get to it, but right before she goes in, she's like sexying herself up in the mirror and puts on a lipstick that is the exact color of her skin, of her lips. There's no color, and then she walks out like, yeah, I did it. I found that part. (laughs) did it. I found that part deeply erotic. All right, here's another question. Here we go. Do you guys think that Tommy Wiseau drew some inspiration from John Voight's performance in Anaconda in his performance in the room? That's a great I do like that. I like that you had to say Tommy Wiseau's performance in the room as if he has been in other things. As if if his character in the room, Johnny, is that his name? Yes. Is a character. That is a human being. That is a life experience. I would love it if in the middle of this movie, John, uh, John Voight had been like, do you guys want to play football? Hey, man. Toss it around. I don't understand its structure of play. Here's a question over here. Go for it. I believe when uh, Ice Cube plays some music on his jukebox, he's playing an Ice Cube song. <laughs> yeah. I checked. I checked. I thought it's not an Ice Cube song. It's, um, it's not. I did, it. I did a little bit of research on that. I, he wouldn't sell them the NWA songs, I bet. No, I don't know if that's true. Oh, uh, but no, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a rapper. It was not him, but it was close. It, what was it? Mac it was, 10. It was Mac 10. It's also both worth it. Is, but Cube is on that track? Both, he was on that track? This guy oh. is saying Cube is on that track. It's worth noting, because, because I, I, just for clarity and scientific objectivity, it was not a jukebox. <laughs> it would have been weird if Ice Cube Boombox. had a jukebox on the boat. <laughs> Sometimes he like it would have fit in as it was weird before as the iPod shuffle, so he didn't. He wanted it was a boombox. It was a boombox. All right, here we go. Let, last question. If it's bad, it won't be the last question. Oh, what about the tracheotomy? Oh, the tracheotomy. Good, good question. What about that tracheotomy? What do you want to know? I mean, he performed a serviceable tracheotomy under the circumstances. Well, like that's what I'm saying. If he wanted to kill Eric Stoltz, he would have performed a bad tracheotomy. Well, right? but what was Eric Stoltz really recovering from? That's his what I don't pipe quite was paralyzed. Bug. Remember? But was he trying to get poison out of his body, or was he just recovering oh, from get the me? poison? Out. He had a swollen pipe. Right. But why was he not conscious? Because he he lost oxygen to the brain, he passed out. The only way to get him breathing again was to perform an emergency <laughs> boat tracheotomy. But wait, here's the thing. You perform a tracheotomy when from here to here is blocked, right? Well, so yeah, you have to open the windpipe here. But by the way, but yes, but after the bug came out, there was no, nothing blocking his windpipe. That's what I'm saying. So is there any the doctor in the house that can dispute John Voight's medical Wait a minute. Paralytic river wasp poison will paralyze your windpipe. Getting rid of the bug doesn't unparalyze your windpipe. You need, the, only, the only thing that can do that well, is part windpipe, is time. If, it, if a windpipe is I paralyzed, it just means it's staying still. It'll be fine. When the swelling yeah, goes down, yes. Move. All right, well, we have a question over here. Sir, what's your question? I just wanted to gauge the commentators on what was your favorite puppet death? Uh, there was the panther in the beginning who got squeezed to death and an eyeball popped out of its head. Oh, the panther? And made the, yeah. Scooby-Doo's face. And then there's the monkey who gets puked up on someone else. And then there's the anaconda who gets shot at point black range with a sniper rifle. Yeah. Well, what's interesting so is questions. when John Voight dies at the end, spoiler alert, he... He winks. He winks, but with no eyes. No, no, he winks with one eye when he's, when he's regurgitated. Well, right, when he's regurgitated, but, but one eye popped out, is what I'm saying. We can still but be he wasn't, with one eye. 
Right, no, I love the wink. You guys, I love the wink. The wink is the best thing of the movie. But he wasn't squeezed to death, is what I'm saying. He I was think just he eaten. was, but I don't think both of his eyes popped out. So my answer to you, my answer to you is the panther, the monkey, the sock monkey, the sock monkey death is the best death. Oh, see, my favorite death was the panther, because panther is such a deadly animal, and to watch it be like, (laughs) (laughs) he made the Tim Allen noise, and then it drags. It's like I love this the shot where like the 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 snake drags the panther away, and the camera lingers on just the eyeball. (laughs) All that's left in the shot is an eyeball. I was like, that's pretty fucking hot. Couple, couple things I want to just point out to you guys. This movie was nominated for six Razzie Awards. Uh, what I like here is worst screen couple, John Voight and the Snake. <laughs> and and uh, worst new star, the animatronic Anaconda. Here's the thing. The movie was uh, roundly panned by most critics. However, Roger Ebert gave it oh. three and a half out of four stars. These people right here in the front row, like the anticipation of you saying that, they all started hitting each other. Like, he's gonna say the thing about Roger Ebert. He's gonna say it. And then you said, Roger Ebert. And they all went, "Ah, ah." Everybody in the front row just came at once. That's what the power of Ebert's old reviews. Um, He called it a slick, scary, funny creature feature beautifully photographed and splendidly acted. Uh, One other thing that I thought was great about this, during the filming, one scene, the controls for the animatronic anaconda shorted out, causing it to completely lose control, and some of that footage is used in the movie. (laughs) Also, for every minute that you see that anaconda on screen, it was $100,000 in CGI. Really? $100,000 per minute. Uh, it cost $45 million and made a whopping $137 million. Wow. Oh, really? Huge hit. Wow. Huge, huge hit. Might be ready for a reboot. <laughs> Maybe. Look, I don't mean to brag. I was in Prono 3D and 3DD. I have a lot of experience with boats and deadly fish. Um, I can do this. All right, so obviously we had opinions about the movie, but now is a chance to look at people who have uh, a different opinion. It is now time for some five-star reviews from Amazon.com. Second opinions from top to bottom. Crazy movies are fun. They're not your first, but they're gonna be a second. From the depths of Amazon they come. Second opinions for everyone. Second opinions. These are people who really enjoyed Anaconda. Sean James writes... What surprised me about Anaconda is the amount of depth this film had. I came in expecting low-budget cheese, but was surprised by the symbolism and metaphors mixed amongst the blood and gore. Voight disappears into his character. He literally makes you think he's someone else. This guy is impressed with acting in general. (laughs) Five stars. Erica from Sarasota, Florida writes, in all caps, mind you, I love this movie. You just gotta see it. The whole snake in the water thing had me going. 
I was like, I was like, dang, that snake doing all that to everybody? If it was me, I couldn't have played in that movie because I'm scared of snakes. Although I wouldn't be scared because it was fake. This movie, you gotta go see if you haven't. That's Erica from, uh, from Sarasota, five stars. And, uh, and my final one, this is a different kind of a rating system. This guy rates this movie a little bit differently. Um, <laughs> D. Dinodi goes, this movie is worth getting for the cast alone. Ice Cube's presence alone adds two stars. <laughs> Carrie Wurr, she adds two stars. Jennifer Lopez, two stars. Exception, Selena. He wrote that? Yep. Eric Stoltz, one star. John Voight, as a rugged guy with a hidden sinister agenda, one star. A huge CGI snake, three stars at least. Tack on another star for the lush Amazonian backdrop, and you have a total of 12 stars. This is, this movie is a testament to all that is good in humanity. Oh, that person is a genius. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, um, did you, did you pull the John Voight death? Um, no, I, oh yes, I did, yes, I did, uh, of course. So at the, end of, at the end of the movie, they get to the warehouse, the Anaconda warehouse, where Anacondas are built. They think there's fuel there. They think there's they fuel. They say five million times, but why? They always think there's fuel places, and it turns out there always is. There is. But they, they always lose it. They don't hit really any obstacles besides the giant snake. But there are, like, artifacts oh, we also on did, the path yes. to this warehouse. Yeah, there is also something crazy happens, which we have not talked about, which is John Voight, so Cube and uh, J-Lo are searching for fuel. Oh, maybe there's fuel over here. Maybe there's fuel over here. And then John Voight goes, comes, sneaks up from behind them, and with one rifle butt, somehow knocks them both unconscious. Because <laughs> it goes to black. They now, they don't wake up yet. <laughs> They're tied up, though. And John Voight... With snakeskin. With snake... Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. snakeskin. They're tied up on the ground of the warehouse, and John Voight has bled a monkey... Yes. ...into a bucket, and it's a single monkey that has probably six gallons of blood in it. It's a big monkey. It's a small monkey, though, but it's got, like... It's basically just only full of blood. No organs, no bones, just, I'm pretty well, sure we, just a we monkey. Are, we are assuming, where he could have cut a couple monkeys and that was the last monkey uh, he okay. cut. So then I, he goes, I just thought the monkey was fully engorged. Yeah, perhaps, yes. All the blood had gone to its penis, you mean? So there is a giant monkey boner? Is that what you say? My parents are in the back. Yeah, he saw Parents it. are in the back while I say monkey boner. Um, they so wouldn't have goes, it any other way. Like <laughs> your parents have never seen a monkey boner. <laughs> Uh, they so saw J-Lo's butt. Time to wake up. Splash. <laughs> and he drenches blood. them in monkey blood. Which, that action calls the snake. Meanwhile, the monkey has been bleeding there for a long time. The snake could have come at any point when that monkey was cut. But it was but almost like a mix of like ice cube sweat. I mean, do you, think he... about you guys, by the way, the snake has been after human beans. Beans. 
beings. Human beings the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So why did he so need the why? monkey blood? Yeah. yeah, no, no, I agree. No, no. And also, why not just stab one of them to bleed? By the way, I would argue that... Find a monkey, give it a boner, bleed it. Right. I mean, you got to figure, like, ten minutes of just John Voight jerking a monkey off. The Unrated Director's Edition. Um, I will say, I will say that no, no animal, no snake has attacked anyone that's bleeding in the whole movie. Like, that is the thing. Nobody has been bleeding that the snake attacked. We can all agree to that. Oh, yeah, it's not like it's... Here's the thing. Uh, uh, anacondas are not vampires. No. They're not like blood. Or, or maybe it. it's a Jaws thing. Maybe this movie is basically just a Jaws ripoff. Maybe it's just like I mean, blood in the water. That's insulting to even the word ripoff. I mean, it is... It, well, this is, this is the POV that we talked about. This is not the full John Voight death scene. Okay, but, so John Voight, then the snake eats John Voight, and then... Well, well here you go. You're okay. going to see how he eats John Voight. How they got the camera in here, we will never know. All right, here we go. What? The camera is inside the snake. And that is how he eats him up. That's all I got of that scene. Just, uh, well, sorry. He eats him. He eats the whole body. I mean, that is some fucking gross shit. And the then, camera is inside the snake's body. And then afterwards, uh, the snake barfs John Voight back out. Amazing. This is what we were talking about earlier. John Voight flumps to the ground, leans just straight against J-Lo, who for some reason does not back up. No, not at all. She allows him to kind of slump against her, and then he kind of backs up, and he winks. He's like, like hey, babe. Well, even when, even when, even when J Lo is seducing John Voight, like he knows it, like we're real that he knows it, and he still like goes in for another kiss. He's like, I need it, like because he's a snake. He is a snake. He's just a snake. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Did we miss anything that we need to talk about? Oh God. What? What? Oh, oh yes, that, that was a good. So One of the best visuals in the movie is the snake drives, drives by the camera. And, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a Toyota Celica. Honk, honk. <laughs> and the snake, you can see Owen Wilson's outline. But he's outlined like Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. Like his mouth is open like, oh, oh, you got me. It's like in Nightmare on Elm Street when the face comes out of the wall. Yeah. But then meanwhile, two seconds later, he goes right after the next person. He, he has a full belly full of Wilson over there. Yeah. Or as his character's name, Gary. <laughs> Gary. I just wrote down large well, words, Gary. Well, that's the Gary. thing about Owen Wilson movies. Ten minutes later, you're hungry for another. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that it, looked, it looked more realistic. It looked more realistic than when Marley ate him in Marley and Me. <laughs> um... I highly recommend that you see this movie. I think it's it's worth its its weight. And I actually was watching it again, again, uh, again. I was watching it again today for pulling clips. And I was like, it's actually even better the second time. Like knowing where it's going, I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this even more. Oh, so my... you were surprised during the first time you watched it of all the twists and turns. I was just kind of like, when is this gonna happen? I got to enjoy some of the more nuanced symbolism and metaphors. Sure. The fact that they were tied up. You don't have to worry about following a plot like that. Yeah. I mean, do you? think the symbolism is that the snake is like like the snake in the in the book of Genesis, the snake that tempts man to eat a forbidden fruit? I mean, it's the snake of the devil. If I was a right? hammer and you were a nail, I'd be hitting you on the head. 
I don't think we can recover from that. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? I'm just curious if the tribe people signed releases before. They, they find the tribe at the end. Yes, they do find the, tr- the people of the mist. The people of the mist, they come out of the mist. <laughs> and they clearly have no problem with these snakes. I think they live in harmony with the snakes. Um, and I guess they get their footage. Um, I guess. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, she does, doesn't at the end she say get the camera yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the last lines are um, roll film. And he goes, camera rolling. <laughs> Credits. And then it's, and it's the boat going into the sunset. Yeah. Didn't the boat get destroyed? The tree was okay. That's a strong boat. That's, maybe that's the reason they, that Mateo thought that boat could hold a 40-foot snake that can fly. I really do wonder that if... I, really, we, I don't think we figured out, and I don't think we'll, anybody will ever figure out, what the exact plan was between Mateo, Voigt, and Trejo. They were just buddies, and I guess they couldn't afford a boat themselves? They were just independent snake hunters who teamed Mateo up? Mateo had a, a boat. A prequel. I want a prequel. Mateo, you're right. Mateo had a boat. A prequel that and ends they had with... a snake factory. I want a prequel that ends with so that, that picture that their... being taken. Well, right? You know, an what? entire movie that's about John Voight, Mateo, and Trejo. Fucking snake hunters in the Amazon, just fucking chicks and nailing snakes. Sadly... Sadly, they, no one thought of that because the film was followed by three sequels, Anaconda's The Hunt for Blood Orchid, and then a two TV movies, Anaconda 3 Offspring, and Anaconda's Trail of Blood. So they have not gone back. The they, snake in this movie is worse than the snake in that sci-fi movie with the giant snake in it, which if you've seen that is absolute garbage. <laughs> like the dummies who made that snake watched this movie and were like, we can do this better. We can get that. And they didn't even have to have Ford Stoltz and all of his bullshit. Uh, um, I will well, say this. I, just any time we talk about Stoltz, I just want to say, go and find all of the Marty. photographs and everything of Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. Humorless in portrayal of Marty Future. McFly, apparently. Yep. Humorless. Yeah. They shot almost all of Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz in the Marty McFly role, killed it, and reshot it with Michael J. Fox. And, and you think, like, oh, they didn't shoot that much. There's so many pictures of him from almost every scene it's, in the movie. Three quarters like, of the movie they yeah. shot. Three quarters of the movie. They like shot eight weeks with him and go, ah, oh, scrap it. <laughs> because it was too dark. I want them to release that. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. We really appreciate it. This has been amazing. Uh, a big thank you to Michael Ian Black. That is all for our live episode, live from the Bell House. Big thanks to Michael Ian Black. Um, he's amazing. You can follow him on Twitter. Also, he has a great book out called You're Not Doing It Right. This book is great. I know June is a huge fan of it, as am I. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Shear. You can follow June at Miss June Diane. Uh, that is all. We will see you next time on How Did This Get Made. How did this get made?